Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. This is number 71, the first one in 2019 Anaheim Supercross this weekend kicking off. And interested to uh, to talk to this man on the line right now about his expectations and, and coming over here to America and racing the Supercross Series and everything else. Uh, I want to thank FXR Racing. It's designed by racers for racers. You'll see many of the guys out there this weekend in Anaheim running FXR and use the code PULPMX30 to save at FXRRacing.com and also to Racetech, Racetech Suspension and Motors. Ben LeMay is running the Racetech program. Use the code PULP18 to save with suspension, getting it redone, getting it revalved, or motors, getting your motor rebuilt, or getting a performance motor motor done uh, racetech.com has got you covered on that end of things as well uh, thanks to those companies for making this podcast happen and uh, thanks to my guest also for giving us the time he is from australia he is racing the uh, sx2 down there uh, s uh, 250 class in uh, in america thomas ravenhorst what's up man how are you not too bad steve how are you i'm good thank you for doing this appreciate it um what's what was the decision to come to America and race American Supercross? Uh, you know, you're you're a good rider in Australia. You've put in some good results, um, but you're doing it as a privateer in America. And uh, talk about that decision. Yeah, um, well, basically, we had a pretty good Australian Supercross series, and everyone's dream is to come over and do um, the American Supercross series. So we pretty much just made it happen, I guess. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, and so you're a privateer, though, huh? So this is this is out of your pocket, yep. basically. Yep, full privateer. We pretty much just brought two gear bags of <laughs> parts and gear, and brought a bike over here and rented a van off a mate and staying with another mate and just yeah, making it happen. I like it. I like the attitude. That's good. I mean, um, you know, you didn't. It's not something that you need to do, but. It's going to be a hell of an experience. Are you doing the uh, the first five or six? What's the plan? Yeah, the plan is to do the first five um, West Coast 250 rounds. Yep. Um, and then see where money's at and um, just take it from there, whether we go home or right. stay and um, ride the, I think there's another three rounds after that. Um, yeah, so we'll just go from there, do the first five and right. see what happens. So who do you who are you staying with? Who do you how do you get somebody to stay with? How do you get a van? How do you get all that going in a strange country? Um, well, it's been pretty hard and stressful, I guess. But, um, <laughs> there's, I ha- there's a few Australians staying over here. Um, there's one person, Blake McCarthy, who works for the um, Gas Monkey Husky team. He's okay. Over. Help just in a bike through a shop, and then I have a gear company that has that that I use. He sponsors me, and he's got a few friends over here, so we're just staying at um, one of their houses now. Um, and then near the van, we just rent it off Blake again, and um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> nice. Who gave you a bike? What dealership was it? How how that work? Uh, we bought the bike. It was just a sort of demo bike. Um, it was through a Husqvarna shop in Arizona, so we landed in Las Vegas and got a rental car and drove straight to Arizona. <laughs> I mean, and got the bike and then drove back and started riding. So one bike, practice race, right? Yeah, one bike, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, that's I'm cool. Back. No, it's it's uh it's a neat journey, man, for sure. And being be, being Canadian, it's not the same, but uh, you know, it is a little bit of the same. My early beginnings also took taking a risk and just trying to meet people and trying to line other I worked another Canadian that was already down here helped me much like you, you know, another Australian. Um, so how's it going? How's uh, I, I, you've been riding milestone, I guess. And, uh, how do you feel? How, how's the, how's the prep going into Anaheim one? Yeah, feel really good. I'm healthy. Um, I actually, actually got a bit of a sickness when we landed. I'm not sure what it was, but I'm getting through that at the moment. And yeah, just been riding milestone, just the Southern California tracks, I guess. Yeah. And how do you feel? A lot, a lot. I feel pretty good. Yeah. Um, took a bit. They're a lot, quite a bit different than Australian tracks. Mm-hmm. A bit more sort of open and bit sort of larger scale, not as tight. But I think it'll suit me well, and I think I should do not too bad. And uh, when you're out there, obviously there's some really good guys riding at Milestone and practicing. Do you, are you are you doing well speed wise with them? Are you you're obviously marking yourself and trying to improve and get to you know, guys that you know are in the main events and get on their level, right? So how how do you feel like your speed is compared to some of those guys? Yeah, speed's not too bad. I think we're, you know, everyone's within sort of a few seconds of each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sort of uh, the longer main events here, the, or 15 minutes, we do sort of 15 laps, but the lap times down in Australia are only sort of 40 seconds. So yeah. It's quite an adjustment getting used to doing a little bit longer motos, but we're getting there. Yeah, I was talking to Brayton a little bit, and uh, he, you know, he told me obviously he's a three-time champion. He's been racing down under for a, a lot of years now. He uh, he mentioned the Australian tracks are yeah tighter and a little easier than the typical American Supercross. Yeah, it's sort of Australian tracks are sort of you jump in and jump out of a rhythm section, and then you got a whoop section or something. Whereas over here you've got maybe three or four, mm-hmm. you know, triples in a lane, and then you've got a jump before a loop section and stuff like that. So they are a bit different, but it's sort of all the same thing. Yeah. In the end, you just sort of ride the track that's put in front of you and do the best you can. Yep. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. So what's your expectations, Thomas, going into Anaheim? Like, uh, obviously, you'll probably be a bit nervous. Uh, you know, it'll be a bit strange to you, but do you think you can put it in the mains? And, and is that the goal as main events? Do you think you can get a little better than that? Uh, what are sort of your expectations down under your, you know, top 10, top five guy from the stuff that I've seen? Um, but what do you think about, um, you know, for early rounds of U.S. stuff? Um, nerves aren't really an issue, I guess, for me, but it will be a bit different, you know, riding into Anaheim One Stadium. That'll be yeah. pretty cool. And yeah. And stuff like that, but I think I should be, you know, in the main event, and uh, you know, hopefully from I guess ten to twenty, mm-hmm. looking at sort of past results and stuff. But yeah, the goal is definitely to be in main events. Um, so potential Pulpamex fantasy sleeper could be Thomas Ravenhorst. Is that what you're telling? <laughs> te- is 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 yes. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, I hope so. Who's doing your bike work? Is it all guys in Australia? Did you hook up with people in the U.S. or who's doing motors and suspension for you? Um, we've just got a stock stock bike. Um, just time was sort of not on our hands to sort of get stuff done. We sort of had stuff organized, and it sort of didn't really fall into place. So just sort of running what we bring, I guess. Oh well, let's get you dialed in with race tech. You know? Oh, 
that could 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 be an option. <laughs> yeah, you got to get something done for sure to to make it you know make it suitable for Supercross and make it ready to go and everything else. I mean, you got to you know you're racing against some of these guys that are amazing machines, right? So that will take uh, that take a little bit of burden off you yourself to have your bike dialed in, anyways. Yeah, it certainly would, definitely. Um, so where are you staying in California? What part? Um, staying in Paris at the moment. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure how long we're sort of staying there for or what the deal is. We're just sort of taking it week by week, I guess. Right. Um, how's... So you see where we might end up. In the van in the park somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, it's been done before for sure. Um, How's California for you? Like somebody from Australia, I don't know what part of Australia you're from, and obviously there's some big cities and you know and everything else. But how's California for you? What do you think? Uh, It's a lot different than what is perceived. Um, How so? It's just like a dry desert with dry desert. With millions of people, the traffic's terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not too much scenery. Yeah. But where, where I'm from, in I'm from um, Melbourne, Victoria. It's really green, hilly, trees, mm-hmm. mountains, snow, lakes. So it's a really nice part of the world. But it's a lot different here, for sure. Yeah, it, it, especially like uh, Paris and all that, where you are, like you're inland a little bit, right? Like you, you're so far from the ocean yeah, still, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, definitely. And then the traffic is unbelievable. I lived there for a long time. It's oh. it's just dumb. Well, I guess we've only got 22 million people in Australia. I think there's something like 40 million just in California. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. So, uh, what's it? Have you had any sort of uh, anything kind of happen interesting at Milestone for you at all? Like, uh, have you been racing against anybody? Have you met any any friends? Have you have you sort of integrated with some guys? No, uh, not really. I'm sort of like that sort of person. I just sort of keep to myself, and uh-huh. I do me, and just whatever happens happens. But yeah, it's just been putting in laps and laps and laps, really. Yeah, I'm sure some some people are like, "Who is this guy?" You know, because everybody kind of knows everybody, right? Yes. You know? Yeah, probably. I guess it's the same when other other guys come to Australia who are nosy everyone and then there's some new person at the practice tracks that no one knows and Yeah. Same sort of thing. Um so whoops, uh, how are the how's the whoops skills, Thomas? Yeah, whoops are not bad, they're sort of my strong point. Okay. Um in the supercross game I'm sort of I guess I don't know, I'd say a little bit sort of bigger. Uh, structure, so I'm not really. Yeah, loops don't really bother me. Right. Um, so, what's been the biggest uh, adaption? Like, I guess you mentioned the length of the lap. I guess the length of the races has been the biggest, uh, the biggest obstacle for you, or the biggest eye opener for you. Yeah, just the length of sort of, I guess, the rhythm sections, but it's no real sort of big deal. It's sort of just an extra one or two jumps in there, mm-hmm. like an extra one or two triples sort of thing in a rhythm lane. But you get used to that sort of after two or three laps, and it's all sweet. But yep. Yeah, that's about it. So the Gas Monkey uh, AJE team, they're on Husqvarna's also. Um, if something happens there, if your results are where you want them to be, maybe something could happen there, I guess. is that Have they said anything to you, or is that is that something that you've been thinking about? Uh, no, I wouldn't have a clue. I just sort of know the mechanic there, and he's sort of 
Oh, okay. Sort of has he has connections, I agree. So he's just sort of helped me out um, um, with that sort of thing. Right, right. Um, so, how was Australian Supercross series for you this year? How'd you how'd you how'd you do? What'd you think of it? How'd you think of your series? Yeah, the series is sort of getting stronger over the last two or three years. Um, I think there was maybe six or seven Americans that come over. Um, a few in the 250 and a few in the 450 class. Um, every year it's sort of getting better and they're investing back sort of into the sport. So mm-hmm. um, my results were pretty good. I was the highest pro of the cheer sort of thing in every every main event. And well, we had triple crowns as well and in them as well. So I think it's the highest pro of the cheer in the series as well. So I had a pretty good year, really. Um, enough to maybe get a ride, you think? Are you talking to some teams? Uh Right, to pretty scarce. <laughs> yeah, it's the pinball machine between you know five or six riders. They just get sort of pinball between team to team, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. There's not a. Is there? Is, can you make good? Can you make decent money, or do you got to go to uh, the MX One stuff, or can you can you make decent money in a smaller Look, class? I'm not, I'm not. If if you're winning, you make good money. But other than that, sort of, not many people are sort of making really. Too much money in most, you know, contingency program and stuff right. like that. But uh, it sounds a little bit like Canadian moto to me. It sounds like Canadian moto, you know. Yeah, I, yeah it was. I watched a fair bit of today, Canadian moto, and it looks very similar, sort of, to how it's all sort of run and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so uh, look, and talk about Canadian moto. You know, Americans come up there. Uh, there's quite a bit of them um, that go up and race, and they have pretty good results. And and obviously for you guys, you know, Gavin Faith has come down, and Brayton and Jace Owen and uh, um, uh, Jacob Hayes this year, and Hanson in the past, and Entignap, and these guys, the American guys, come down and race your series. How do you feel about that? Are you okay with that? Or do you like doing that? Do you learn some things from them? Do you have any problems with that? I mean, sometimes in Canada. Some noses get bent out of joint when the guys come in and you know take rides or or whatever get support um, from teams that are based in based in Canada. Is it the same in Australia, or how do you feel about the the foreign guys coming down? Yeah, it's sort of similar. I don't mind it too much. It sort of gives you a gauge, and most of the time the rides aren't really there for Australian people anyway. So if they didn't employ, say. You know, you're Gavin Faith or something, and Australians not really going to get it. Like, there's not a spot there anyway, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yep. So it just puts more people on the track, more, I guess, more spotlight on our series as well. I've heard, even on your show, you talk a lot about the Australian Supercross series, and I'm sure if there wasn't sort of your bait and then you Gavin Faith and all that down there, you wouldn't probably give it as much exposure as you do anyway. No, no, that's but, true. Um, yeah. yeah, I like it. Um,. Yeah, it gives you a gauge as well. Sure. So, yeah, absolutely, right? Competition. Um, are you better at Supercross or you better at Motocross? Oh, Supercross is definitely sort of easier for me. I have a full-time job down in Australia, so 30 minutes plus twos are pretty hard to <laughs> sort of complete at 100% when you're yeah. you know, not putting 100% sort of into it. But, yeah, Supercross is a lot more naturally than... You know, your time and then you jumps and that. It just comes more natural to me, I feel. And what do you do for a living? What do you do when a full-time job? I'm a landscaper. Oh, okay. All right. That's interesting. Um, 
Well, hey, look, if, if things go south in America, you could always latch yourself onto a landscaping service. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, who's helping you here? Are you are you on the hook for, like, like, I mean, are you on the hook for, like, oil and, like, like all that stuff, like oil and goggles and stuff like that? Or do you have some, you know, do you have sponsors and some stuff that you're getting for free? No, I've got nothing. I'm, oh, I've got my gear company. They look after me and stuff, and then pretty much everything else I'm footing the bill for. Jeez. So I just sort uh, it's what? been pretty, I mean, it's pretty stressful emailing and all that sort of stuff. So we just sort of come over with a budget, and hopefully we don't go over it. Wow. Listen, if you have good results this weekend in Anaheim, I suggest you call some people ASAP. Get some get some support. <laughs> that's that's, yeah, that's really worth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So who's so you wear bolt gear? I see. Um, what is that? Who is it? Yeah. What is that? Um, it's just a sort of a new company um, in Australia. They just sort of started up in the last few years, and they've been with me for a few years. So they look after me quite well. And it's owned by Australian guys, or yeah, Australian guy. Okay. Yep. Um, I've never heard of it before. Oh, it is? Oh, cool. No, they're sort of, oh, yeah, they've got distributors over in Europe and stuff now, so they're sort of slowly growing their brand and stuff. Right, right. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, speaking of gear, FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life Podcast, number 71. Thomas Ravenhorst is on the show, Australian, trying to... Go on out of his own in America and uh, and see what he's got racing against the world's best uh, starting this weekend in, in Anaheim. Uh, use the code PulpMX30 at FXRRacing.com to save with those guys and also to uh, race tech uh, suspension and motors. They seemingly help out a ton of privateers out there. And maybe Thomas. They'll help out Thomas here. Uh, and uh, use code PulpMX18 to save with those guys, and uh, they'll absolutely dial you in. So, um why Husqvarna, Thomas? Why did you did you? How did you get on them in Australia? And and or I saw some photos of you in a KTM too. So, um, is that sort of just is is that support in Australia or a dealership in Australia that helps you? Yeah, a dealership in Australia helps me with KTM's. Um, and I spoke to a few dealerships out here, but bikes are so expensive in America. Yeah, I find that funny, but they're very sort of pricey here and. We know Blake from, or the mechanic from the Husky team there, so and he sort of knows the deal there, and they look after us to be on the price for a Husky, and it's pretty much a KDM, but white. So yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's what we chose. Um, yeah, no, uh, absolutely right. It's uh, it'll and uh, as we talked about, you just have the one bike. So, uh, is your your brother that's maintaining it and trying to trying to make make the bike last for for all week, and then have to do it on the weekends, I guess. Yep, brother looks after the bike. I just sort of ride it at the track and then give it to him and he'll, he'll wash it, clean it, change right. whatever needs to be changed, and we're good to go for another day. Uh, what number are you going to be? Uh, 105. 105. Okay, so we'll, uh, our listeners will keep an eye on you and uh, and see how you do. Um, what about the food in America? What do you miss? I mean, I, I, are you just going to Outback every single day? Because, you know, that, that's what we think of Australia down here. <laughs> no, the foods, I don't know. It's pretty hard to get some healthy food around here, that's for sure. Everything's <laughs> sort of deep fried. And... 
Yeah. Uh, well, have you seen? All, just, have you yeah. have you noticed all the have you, have you noticed all the Americans? <laughs> a lot of us have weight problems, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Well, even in the supermarket, you can go and buy a bucket of deep fried chicken. Like, uh-huh. In Australia, you never see that. No. <laughs> no, it's no problem there. Yeah, no, we've just been done. Just been going to the supermarket and getting, you know, your chicken and salad and veggies and all that sort of stuff, right. and just cooking ourselves. What about what about Vegemite? Where do you stand on that? I love Vegemite. Oh my you god! Put too much on when you try it, and you don't like it. It's disgusting, dude. It's just disgusting. Like seriously, what's wrong with you people? No, you just got to use every little bit on. On your toast, and it's good. But oh. if you put t- if you spread it like a towel, it's no good. Okay. Have you found Vegemite? Have you been able to find it? No, I haven't really looked for it to be honest. Okay. Yeah. All right, because it, it's out there. Burner gets it somewhere somehow. There, you can get it. I know that. Um. Hey, yeah, I'm not absolutely. So, uh, do you know Hunter Lawrence at all? Are, are you from his class of riding? I don't know how old you are, but uh, are you familiar with the Lawrence family? I know. That, I guess they left Australia pretty early, but uh, do you know them? No, I don't really know the Lawrences. They're sort of from far north Queensland, and I'm from Victoria, so they're, you know, if you jump in a car, they're probably maybe 40 hours away oh, shit. from where okay. I live. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he's a, he's a little bit younger than I'm 23, so okay. I think he's 19 or 20 or something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, I've been following his um, journey, and he's been doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does. His brother, I guess, is really, really quick. Uh, he's obviously the Geico amateur kid, too, so that'll be interesting. So is – oh, man, this is going to make me feel real old here, but, like, almost – I mean, Reed was almost gone when you were a kid, right? Like, he was already here and, and all of that, so you don't really look up to Chad Reed that much, right? Or do you? No, I'm not. I'm a Chad fan. I, well, I actually didn't start racing until I was 15. So I had a really late start. I was football, a football, cricket, basketball sort of player and yeah. then started racing quite late. So I've sort of progressed pretty fast, I guess, for what you know your average motocross sort of guy is. They start at maybe five or six or whatever. And yeah. So I'm a bit of a late bloomer. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah you are really, right? So... So, um, obviously, you were just reading about sort of Chad and his success and Burn and these guys, right? Yeah, magazines. That's all we had back in Australia. Once a month, you'd get a dead action magazine or something like that and sit down and read it seven times <laughs> until the next one came out the next month. Wait, I think I used to write for an ADB back in the day a little bit. Are they yeah. still around? Yeah. Or, yeah, I think they're still around. I'm not really. I'm sort of more of a podcast guy now, so oh, are you, yeah. I don't really read too much. Right. Well, that's good for me then. Good to hear that. Um, so, if you will, you bump into Chad. Will you will you talk to him? Will you will you try to talk to him? Will you see him? Oh, he'll probably be too busy. I'm sort of. I'll just. I'm as I said. I sort of just sort of keep to myself and <laughs> do my own thing at the races. And I mean, but if you. Not to put in. I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like. Okay, I'm Canadian, and I feel like if I saw another Canadian that I don't know, but I know he's Canadian, and I, we have mutual friends or whatever, I feel like I would go talk to him. But maybe not. But, I mean, I don't know. Like you said, you're you're a shy kind of guy, and also too, like I've had some Australians tell me that Chad hasn't been always that friendly to him. So I've been like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Oh no, I think I think Chad's a pretty good dude. He's done a lot for Australian motocross and supercross, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. 
what what did you make of him not being on the Dis Nations team and sort of the way he uh, voiced his displeasure with that? No, look, it is that is what it is. I guess I don't really have an opinion on it. Right. There's two ways to look at it. You can think that he deserved a spot, but you know he wasn't riding at the time. Uh-huh. Really. But um, I think the boys that were on the team did pretty well. So. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they. Uh, yeah, I mean, outside uh, Gibbs, I think Gibbs had a mechanical or a crash at last moto, which really hurt. But um, yeah, they were they were killing yeah, it. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So for you, what uh, for staying longer than those first first five? Uh, I guess it just depends on money. Does it, does it or it, say you say you do really well and actually get get a little support or something? I mean, you'll stay longer. You, you're open ended that way. Yeah, I'm pretty open. I sort of easy going sort of thing. If we're doing, you know, if I'm in every main event putting in good results, why not stay? It's sort of mm-hmm. I've travelled this far to do it, so why go home a few weeks earlier or a month earlier for yeah, rather than staying and completing out the series. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, when does the motocross series start up in, down under? Um, I think. Maybe March or April. Okay, so yeah, so you can you could stay and do most of the series or all of the series or whatever. Do you do every round of, of motocross or no? Um, yeah, I did. The last two years, I've done every round of the motocross. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot. That's very hard. <laughs> With all the travel and stuff like do, that. Do they go? Do they go on? Do like? Do they go to the west side of Australia too, or is it all on the east? Um, the lot, the past two years have all been East Coast. Okay. But the East Coast of Australia is still very long. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, you and said... And they usually every few years. Dude, I can't even... How, so so you, every few years, they throw Western Australia in there. Have you ever driven East to West across Australia? No. Never have, and I don't think I ever will. <laughs> I hear stories <laughs> that there's nothing out there but some fuel stations here and there. And there's just nothing out there. Yeah. It, it seems amazing. Yeah, nothing at all. Just desert. <laughs> Jeez, can you imagine scheduling around over at Manjimup or something across the across the, the the country? You'd just be like, yeah, nobody's going. Nobody is going to go. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, right? Nah. Well, the West Coast people will do it, but yeah. not too many of the East Coast unless they're flying. Yeah. Um. Hey, so how do you? Uh, how do you think your nerves are going to be this weekend? Are you thinking you'll be a bit nervous uh, racing, or how do you think that? How are you going to do feel about that? I don't think nerves will be a massive issue, I guess, until I mean I don't know how to take it. I mean, right. I've never really rode out into Anaheim Stadium, so it's going to be I'm like a very nervous sort of person, but. Dude, I think it'll be something. That, yeah, it'll be something that you'll never forget, right? Like, I mean, I think that's how I would take it. You know, I mean. I was just a greaseball mechanic, but it was pretty cool at times to be down there. Yeah, no, I bet it will be, definitely. Um, so where do you ride? you just ride Milestone? Um, I've ridden Milestone, Lake Elsinore, and Parlour, so I've been, I think we've already got maybe 13 or 14 hours on the bike in 10 days, so. mm-hmm. Which which place do you like the be- which place do you like the best? I've heard that Paula is kind of easy. Yeah, Paula's easy, but it's sort of. I think it's like the loops are small there. I like Elsinore 
quite a bit. It's sort of yeah. there's a couple of different rhythm sections you can do, but the roots still aren't very big there. The roots at Milestone are pretty big, but they're all quite a bit. So they've all got their good and I guess good and bad points yeah. in each of the tracks. Yeah, Milestone is. Uh, I mean, it's the place to be. Really, like well, the amount of riders that go there. I mean, it's pretty crazy, right? The, the depth. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, some 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 guys some guys I talk to don't really like riding there because people will pull in behind them or or it's always like kind of this like this dick measuring contest on on guys and you know some guys don't like that and, and I I get that do you do you know do you know what that guy's talking about do you, do you get that sense too sometimes or are you the guy pulling in behind people Thomas Yeah, <laughs> yeah look, I don't it doesn't worry me if someone pulls in the truck behind me or anything like that. I just keep doing my laps and yeah. race the lap board in front of me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's really that's really it. Um, you're just trying to just better yourself and, and, you know, trying to figure it out and, you know, get better yourself and, like, whatever. If somebody goes past you, you're not going to have, like, an emotional meltdown or anything, right? No, you can't, you can't do that on race day. You're just going to keep going yep. after lap. Yeah, whether you mess a section up or someone passes you or mm-hmm. you pass someone or someone in the way, you just got to keep going. Right. Sort of do do every lap the best that you can do yourself. Wait till you get to unseated Anaheim one practice and it is just yellow flags oh, everywhere, and you're trying to get in a lap, and and there's there's just guys in the way, and there's guys scattered across the track, and you're trying to get a lap in. That's stressful. Oh. <laughs> I've heard about this. Yeah. That's what I'm yes. My, my my advice would be it's a little scary, but try to get your lap in early. You know what I mean? Try to get out there 100% and go for it because you never know what's going to happen in an unseated practice later on to hold you back from, you know, getting a lo- logging a good time. So, yeah, it's uh Yeah, yeah. No, definitely take that bit of advice and take off first or second or something like that exactly uh, number 105 on the Husqvarna this weekend in Anaheim Thomas Ravenhorst is on the uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life podcast uh, thank you man thanks for the time I appreciate it um, we'll be looking at you our, our listeners will be looking for you Pulp MX Fantasy depends on, on, on maybe you coming through with, with a good main event score for us. So um, it's interesting, man. I really like hearing a story like yours, and I love the sacrifice and you and your brother doing whatever, you know, whatever you can to, like, you know, make it to the next round and, 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 and all of that. It would have been easy to stay in Australia and, you know, not spend the money and not have the stress, but I like it, man. I really admire that. So good luck with everything. And if you see me this weekend at a race, come uh, come find me and introduce yourself, man. Yeah, no worries. We'll do. Thank you, and I appreciate your time as well. No worries, man. Good luck this weekend, Thomas. Thank you. No worries. Thank you. Bye.